Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. In this podcast, we discuss Chinese history and culture through Chinese TV shows. This is Kathy, and this is Karen. The current drama we are discussing is Hou Gong Zhen Huan Zhuan, Empresses in the Palace. It's on YouTube for those of you who want to follow along. In today's podcast episode, we will combine uh, episode thirty and around the first. Twelve minutes of episode thirty-one of the drama. Episode thirty and the first part of episode thirty-one revolve around the consequences of Huafei's reign of terror. The rest of episode thirty-one has a different focus, which is why we are splitting up、uh, episode thirty-one. To recap what happened in episode twenty-nine, the emperor and empress left the palace in order to pray at the temple of heaven. With no real oversight, Huafei decides to punish Zhenhuan even though she is pregnant. The end result is that Zhenhuan faints after being told or punished to kneel outside for about an hour. As she is carried away by the dashing and heroic seventeenth prince Guo Jingwang, everyone sees that there is a pool of blood where Zhenhuan was kneeling. Episode thirty starts with Huafei at her palace, freaking out about what happened. She knows she's in a lot of trouble for causing a miscarriage. She doesn't really know what to do. She is screaming at her crew to see what are some possible solutions.、Um, there aren't really that many. The recommendation from her ally Cao Guiren is to be proactive about apologizing. She needs to be submissive. There's not a whole lot else that can be done. The baby is gone, so you need to back down. The frustrating part is that Huafei insists she did nothing wrong, which obviously is ridiculous. No matter what, punishing a pregnant woman was not a good idea, especially when there were so many witnesses who saw what actually happened. We now turn to Zhen Huan's palace. Again, Zhen Huan is the main character. The empress and emperor have returned to the palace upon hearing this sad news to check on Jinhuan. All of the imperial doctors are around to care for her as well. Jinhuan slowly wakes up to the news that, unfortunately, her child is gone. She, understandably, is heartbroken. It is so gut wrenching to see how sad Jinhuan is. Many of the concubines have arrived as well, particularly her friends, and the entire room is filled with people who are crying. The actress for Jinhuan, she's named Sun Li, really shows her acting chops here. When she finds out or when she hears about、um, the miscarriage, the tears just burst forth. I was very impressed. It was like. On cue, both of her eyes just like welled up in tears, and like the tears just like streamed down her face. That was very impressive. Indeed, everybody else is also crying. I cannot imagine what it was like to be filming this scene. So many emotions. Very good,、uh, I guess, end results. As we mentioned, I think at the very beginning, Sun Li won a bunch of accolades for her acting in this role. I believe that when I first watched this, definitely cried a bunch. <laughs> So if you don't want to cry a bunch, maybe don't watch this episode. Just listen to us talk about it. <laughs> the emperor, upon seeing how upset Jinhuan is, calls for Huafei to come. 
Huafei appears in a simple white gown and per the advice of Cao Guiren, has removed all hair accessories to allow her hair to fall down. This is quite in stark contrast with how she normally dresses. She's normally very elaborately dressed. So the fact that she has her hair down and is wearing white is a very big difference. This attire is actually reflective of the idiom They never say this idiom, but this is ultimately what it, uh, what she is doing, what Huafei is doing. essentially translates to removing hair accessories to weight punishment. This is a custom that women of the imperial harem must follow when they make a big mistake. It's a really big deal because hair decorations and accessories are very important in Chinese culture, and you do not put your hair down for generally any reason. By doing so, Huafei is showing everyone that she knows she uh, made a mistake and is here to at least ask for forgiveness and try to atone. This is a brilliant play to appease at least a bit of anger from the emperor. We'll see if it works. Huafei comes forward and kneels to the ground in front of the emperor at Jin Huan's bedside. She begs for forgiveness, but the emperor for once does not bend. He is very angry. Huafei, on the other hand, keeps emphasizing while she's crying that while she hates Jin Huan, Huafei never wanted to harm Jin Huan's child. Huafei says that she herself knows the pain of losing a child and would not wish that on anyone. This line, I think, is what saved her. After she says this line, the emperor actually does soften a bit in his anger, but still, Huang Sheng, the emperor, demotes Huafei. He strips her of her noble consort position that she literally just received in the last episode. So she is now just a consort. She also has her title removed, which is a huge slap in the face. She can no longer use the title of Hua. Instead, she will just be called by her surname, which is Nian, which means going forward, she should be called Nianfei. All powers to help in the imperial harem are removed. And lastly, unless told otherwise, she is not to see him in the imperial uh, harem. We, moving forward, will also now refer to Huafei as Nianfei to reflect her current title. Yenfei says that this was an accident. She begs the emperor to say, why, why are you so heartless? This sets him off. He's actually very angry for once. He confronts her. He says, where was your heart when you delivered those punishments? He coldly states one more edict. She must kneel outside of her palace every day for four hours starting at noon. Just like how you punished Jin Huan, this is your punishment. He then dismisses her. The acting in this episode is phenomenal from everyone. Earlier, I said uh, I praised Sun Li's acting for her portrayal of Jin Huan. Apparently in the scene, everyone else was not supposed to cry, but they were so moved by Sun Li's acting that everybody started crying. So that added a lot to the atmosphere of this scene. And this is one of the few scenes for once where uh, we've talked about how the emperor has been termed pancake fake speak because he has no emotion. In this scene, the emperor actually is very angry and is screaming at Nianfei, which is quite a stark contrast. Once Nianfei leaves, the grief-stricken Jinhuan demands for the emperor to seek revenge. She says, Nianfei killed your child. You're just going to let that slide? 
the emperor quote unquote promises that will he will have his revenge, but he even says he doesn't know when. He wants her to wait for him. Matters of state are more important. Jin Huan is noticeably disappointed. This is going to be the first of many times that the emperor will disappoint her. I will also say there are visible scene cuts during the scene. It's obvious mainly due to the amount of tears on Jin Huan's face. So the whole scene is very heart-wrenching. Um, but after a few viewings, you can see like there's one cut where her face is full of tears. And then there's like another cut where there's fewer tears. <laughs> so, I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is so sad. But then for this rewatching, I was like, oh, the 20th watching, like rewatching the 20th yeah, time. It's like, oh, here's where there's a scene cut. Oh, <laughs> here's where her face is still like full of water. <laughs> We turn next to Wen Shichu, the imperial doctor who was childhood friends with Jin Huan. He is extremely worried about her and is waiting at the palace of Shen Meizhuang to hear uh, an update about Jin Huan. Shen Meizhuang has returned to say that the child could not be saved and Wen Shichu is also very upset. But... Shen Meizhuang notes that there's not much he can do because he wasn't in charge of Jin Huan's pregnancy. What is important now is to investigate Jin Huan's medicine to see if anything was amiss. Shen Meizhuang feels that something is wrong because no matter how rude and arrogant Nian Fei is, she isn't stupid enough to attack the emperor's child directly. Nian Fei continues to believe that she was innocent and didn't do anything wrong. The rest of the episode revolves around the aftermath of this miscarriage. For one, Nian Fei is seen kneeling outside of her palace at high noon as instructed, and after a few days, she faints. We next turn to the 17th prince, who also comes to speak to the emperor to apologize for rushing into the imperial harem. We discussed this the last episode, but this act technically is punishable by death because men are not supposed to enter the imperial harem unless they're the emperor or pretty much a doctor. But Huang Shang waves this away as it was done out of necessity. He doesn't mind it. Thirdly, Huang Shang has to deal with repeated notices from Nian Fei's brother, Nian Gongyao, who is essentially pressuring Huang Zheng into treating Nian Fei better, or else he, Nian Gongyao, doesn't know what he'll do. This is a threat. If you'll recall, Nian Gongyao is a very decorated war general. He has a lot of military power and is quite a threat to Huang Zheng. Number four is Jin Huan, who is understandably grief-stricken and is crying the rest of the episode. We also see a scene of the emperor speaking to his mother, the Empress Dowager, about the events that transpired. She consoles him that he shouldn't blame himself for what happened. During this conversation, the emperor voices his suspicions. How is it possible that Jin Huan lost the child only after an hour? We discussed this in the last episode, a lot happened, such as the summer sun, receiving some whippings, being smoked, etc. So, I mean, it wasn't just kneeling outside for an hour. 
The Empress Dowager Tai Ho remarks, Yan Fei had the ladies go to her palace for hours on end to just chat, sometimes six to eight hours a day. The emperor does not let his mother utter anything more. He says it's his fault. The Empress Dowager consoles him. Matters of state trump personal affairs. The Empress Dowager then continues, but, you know, even with the ladies going to Nianfei's palace, this shouldn't have had such an impact on Jin Huan. She was only recently at Nianfei's palace for these greetings. Hmm, could there be something else that might have contributed to this miscarriage? Huang Shan does say that right when Jin Huan entered the palace, there was various attacks on her person. She was almost poisoned and things like that. So she was probably much weaker than she could have been or she should have been. With this, the Empress Dowager says, that's exactly why you as the emperor should feel less bad about what happened. None of this was your fault. Mm, But what are they actually talking about? They don't outright state it. We'll learn a little bit more in the next episode. The episode ends with the emperor leaving his mother's palace and is stopped by the imperial doctor who tended to Jin Huan during her pregnancy. He's an old dude. He asks the emperor to allow him to retire. He feels guilty about what happened. He says, I mean, I did not take after my my charge, so please allow me to leave. He also says that he feels like he should give room to other people to take his place. The emperor agrees, and the doctor is allowed to leave. This is very odd. I mean, yes, it's true, but hmm, what is going on? We will discuss this more in depth in a little bit. That was episode 30. We'll move on to the beginning of episode 31. Episode 31 starts with Jin Huan finally getting out of bed. She is being tended to by her friend, the imperial doctor, Wen Shichu. As he looks after her and checks her pulse and everything, he asks her whether or not she has used shu xiang or musk pods. Do you remember that we've talked about this before? The most important item in the drama. Anyways, she's very surprised to hear him ask this because she said the doctors told her to avoid using shu xiang or musk uh, fragrance since this is not good for pregnant women. However, Wei Shichu tells her that there are indeed signs of having been exposed to shu xiang or musk in her body. A recap for everyone, musk is a type of fragrance from the glands, the glands of, of a deer or a certain type of uh, like animal that is, for the purposes of this drama, very damaging to pregnant women and could cause them to become sterile. These can be used in perfumes, but ultimately, as we mentioned, is not good for pregnant women. Jin Kwan recalls that the only place she's been to in recent days or since becoming pregnant that has had any type of fragrance or perfume is actually in Nianfei's palace. So they'll investigate to see if there's anything wrong. As the two are talking, Wen Shichu again reiterates his feelings towards Jin Huan. He wanted to marry her and to take care of her. She once again rejects him. I mean, there's nothing she can do or either of them can do. She's a concubine in the palace. He's a doctor. If anything happens, they would be killed. 
She says that she only views him as an older brother. And unfortunately, at this moment, Shen Meizhuang comes to visit Jin Huan and overheard that bit about Wen Shichu liking Jin Huan. Shen Meizhuang rushes out of the palace, clearly upset. Oh, well. I, at this point, don't get why Shen Meizhuang rushed out in a huff or like didn't even say hi. Why is she upset about this? Wen Shichu and Jin Huan have known each other for years. Like, what is going on? Anling Rong has also come to check in on Jin Huan. At this moment, Jin Huan's maid, Liu Zhu, comes in with a box. The box contains the special fragrance, Huan Yixiang, that is specifically made for Nian Fei. There was some leftover, so Liu Zhu was able to snag a little bit for Jin Huan. Jin Huan then asks her friend, Anling Rong, to examine the powder since she knows the most about fragrances and creams. Anling Rong takes a whiff. She notes um, the different ingredients, which include patchouli or qinghuo and sandalwood or baitan. Pretty normal stuff. Also, I didn't know what they were, so I had to do some research. She pauses. There's one other ingredient. It's musk. But not your ordinary musk. Musk from a male horse. It's extremely rare, but also potent. Its effects are more than 10 times your normal musk scent. With that, the ladies are stunned. Is this the reason why Nianfei hasn't gotten pregnant all of these years? Is this why Jinhuan so easily had the miscarriage? Jinhuan quickly wonders why no one has found out about this musk. Anling Rong gives a relatively satisfactory answer. The musk fragrance is well hidden amongst the other ingredients. It's extremely hard to discern unless you kind of really just like with it without burning it. She says, your miscarriage must have been caused by this fragrance. Then she continues, it doesn't matter who or why this fragrance is here. Just remember, the only reason for your misfortunes are because of Nianfei. We'll end our recap here. This is at around 12 minutes, 50 seconds of episode 31. And let's kind of discuss the bombshells or the lessons that we have learned in this episode. We now know why, after so many years, Nianfei hasn't gotten pregnant. This Huan Yixiang is very special to Nianfei, and she is the only person in the entire Imperial Harem to have it. After 31 episodes, we now know the real secret. But why this show is brilliant is that there have been hints of the importance of this fragrance since the very beginning. I think it was in episode one or two of this drama when we were first introduced to Huafei that the emperor says, Ah, oh, it smells nice coming to your palace. It must be this Huan Yi Xiang. This fragrance is specifically made for Nianfei, and we are told that it is extremely cumbersome and difficult to make, also very expensive. Therefore, it is an extravagant gift to Huafei, or now Nianfei. Nianfei highly treasures this gift and shows it off whenever she can. She also has this burning pretty much 24-7 because it is a sign of um, wealth, wealth and I guess the favoritism that she receives from the emperor. 
But this is a silent poison. According to this TV show, your reproductive organs will essentially be too impacted. And therefore, women who are exposed to this musk fragrance for long periods will no longer be able to bear children. As An Lingrong said earlier, this is the specific type of musk in this fragrance is 10 times more potent, which means that it is in- incredibly damaging. This is why the emperor can spend so many nights with Nianfei without worry of a pregnancy. In episode 27, you'll recall we noted that the emperor, in speaking to Jinhuan, let slip that Nianfei will not have children. It's because he knows that the damage is done. Earlier this episode, we discussed how the Empress Dowager and the Emperor were wondering if Jin Huan's miscarriage was a result of being exposed to the musk in Nianfei's palace. They were mentioning she has this fragrance. They don't actually they don't actually say anything about the fragrance. They don't say anything. They just said Jin Huan has been spending a lot of time at Nianfei's palace. You know, she she might have been exposed to something. They don't they don't mention that fragrance at all. But if you go back to previous episodes and we've tried to discuss this in spoiler sections or whatnot, there were times where there was one episode where uh, Huang uh, Tai Ho, the Empress Dowager, was literally asked the emperor, do you still want to give Nianfei the Huan Yixiang as a way to say maybe it's time to back off and allow her to become pregnant? And Huang Shang made the explicit decision to say, no, continue to give it to her. So they are constantly making the decision to purposefully hurt Nianfei. And unfortunately for Nianfei, after all this time, she is still in the dark. Let's take a second to understand why this is important. In the imperial harem, as we've mentioned, having a child is probably the most important role for a woman. To rob a woman of this ability renders her mostly meaningless. It's why Duanfei, the woman that Nianfei forced to become sterile, hates Nianfei so much. Jin Huan was able to pick up on this reason very quickly. She said, even though you were being cautious of Nianfei, you, meaning the emperor, hurt hurt our child in the process. This is when Jin Huan found out about the musk Like, this was literally just in episode 31 when she found out about the musk in the fragrance. This is what Jin Huan said. What does this mean? The emperor and the empress dowager have for a long time been very wary of how powerful Nian Gongyao, Nianfei's brother, is. If Nianfei had a son, it is not out of the realm of possibility with how arrogant and powerful Nian Gongyao is, since he has military strength and decorum, that Nian Gongyao would actually try to incite a coup and try to overthrow the emperor and mandate himself as the emperor. Even if that weren't the case, having a son of the Nian family would at least make Nian Gongyao a very powerful uncle. He might declare himself regent. Early in the Qing dynasty, there were regents that tried to seize power. Our current emperor and the empress dowager are trying to prevent that from happening. Given the situation as it is now, the emperor and empress dowager need to protect the throne from the likes of Nian Gongyao and his coalition. In order to do that, they decided to sacrifice Nianfei's ability to have children. 
what is she? What is a woman in the grand scheme of things? You know, <laughs> they're trying to protect the Qing dynasty. Yeah. The entire time, the emperor Huang Shang is basically faking affection in order to secure Niang Yao's loyalty. On one hand, Nianfei is being showered with all this affection and attention, which makes Niangong Yao more likely to go off and fight battles and uh, be, successful. be successful and protect and protect the borders right from rebellions, which is what he has been doing for the last couple of episodes. But on the other hand, Huang Shang does not want Niangong Yao to become too powerful. There's no way they were going to let Nianfei have a child. Essentially, a child with ties to the Nian family was too powerful to control, and the emperor could not have that. The last piece we'll discuss right now is, again, the importance of doctors. In episode 26, we discussed how an external doctor was brought in to check in on Nianfei to see, you know, when she'll get pregnant, if she can get pregnant. There is absolutely no way the doctor did not see through the fact that she could not have children. The damage to her reproductive system is probably irreparable at this point. That is why he was very confused when he heard so many doctors say, she's fine, she's healthy, don't worry, she can have children. If you go back to that episode, it is masterful because when he entered, the first thing all these imperial doctors tell him is, Oh, there have been at least 20 doctors who were world-renowned check on Nianfei and said that she's fine. And if you want to look at all of the reports, here you go. So this external doctor was like, what the heck? What is going on? Am I crazy? Exactly. This is also why the Empress Dowager had her maid tell this doctor to essentially keep his mouth shut. She just said... You know, if everyone else says one thing and you're the only one who doesn't, doesn't that make you... A crazy person? Like, yeah, like a crazy person. The fragrance that was gifted, this Huan Yisang that was gifted to Nianfei, were all under the command of the emperor and the empress dowager. The highest powers that the imperial doctors listen to are these two people. Even the doctors who were technically under the employ of Nianfei, if we recall the two Jiang doctors who are now dead, but were help, uh, but helped Nianfei with a number of schemes, such as the plague, and they helped frame Shen Meizhuang with a fake pregnancy scandal. These two doctors never told Nianfei about her body and the fact that her body probably, and the fact that she probably could not have children. There must have been some type of decree from up high that this secret cannot get out. There's also this conversation between the two, two Jiang doctors before, I mean, they got dispatched that says, you know, we just need to keep our mouth shut, keep our head down. We need to know how to make money. And that's it. This was the beginning of episode 25. This is, again, why I love this drama is there are so many snippets throughout that forces you almost to rewatch the show many times in order to get all of the secret hints. This is pretty, this is a big bombshell of the fact that the Someone. people who are the most manipulative and masterful in the, uh, in the Imperial harem in the palace is not the aggressive and arrogant Huafei, but other people. For Jin Huan herself, if it wasn't for the fact that she had a loyal friend in Wen Shushu, who told her about the fact that there are traces of musk in her body, I highly doubt she would know what happened to her. 
They, would, they also wouldn't have thought to look at this Quan Yi Xiang. This is why it's super important to have a doctor as your ally in the Imperial Harem. One that will not succumb to uh, uh, money or be afraid of power. <laughs> that was the discussion for episode 30 plus 31. We also have some spoiler discussions that we want to talk about now. If you don't want to be further spoiled for future episodes, for what happens in future episodes, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you in the next episode. In episode 30, when Huafei is kneeling in front of the emperor to try to atone for her mistakes, she yells at the imperial doctor who tends to Jinhuan. He is the old dude who retired. She demands to know why Jinhuan would suffer a miscarriage from such a small punishment as kneeling on the ground for an hour, which is, in the grand scheme of things, quite um, not a big deal. You'll see at this exact moment in this drama, the camera cuts to the Empress's face. For those who have watched the drama, you'll know that the reason why uh, is because Jinhuan has been sabotaged. The cut to the Empress's face is to show her tentative reaction of what the doctor will say and may blow her cover. But this doctor keeps his mouth shut and doesn't mention the fact that Jin Huan's health was already compromised. This is the third or fourth time that we've seen Imperial doctors cannot be trusted. Well, that doesn't seem healthy or safe for anyone, right? As of now, the only person Jin Huan can really trust is her friend Wen Shizhuo, the doctor. Next, in episode 31, Ali Rong detects the musk in the fragrance found in Yanfei's palace. She asks how Jinhuan could have thought of the fragrance. Jinhuan reveals that the Imperial doctors detected she was using musk, or musk was somehow found in her body. Jinhuan has only thought about fragrances as a way of uh, potentially being exposed to the musk. She doesn't know about any other uses, so she doesn't really think about any other products she has been using, namely the cream to heal her scar. There is a quick camera cut to Anlin-Rong's face. I think she's breathing a small sigh of relief. She wasn't caught. She has been putting musk in the cream that she's been gifting Jinhuan. That's why she was so adamant on putting all of the blame on Yanfei. This directs all the suspicion away from any other substance Jinhuan has been using. She doesn't reveal that, oh, hey, you know, um, putting things in creams also could be a way of... of Exposing Expos your body yeah, exposing to, your to musk. At the end of the scene, Alain Ron looks all worried. My first viewing was like, oh, she also hates Nianfei. She She's shocked at the news of how much musk is in the fragrance. But nope, it's really to hide her from her own guilt and be like, oh, thank God I wasn't found out. Yeah. The one last thing is I, I will say, I think, going back to the doctor situation, I think this Zhang Taiyi, Tai who was the old dude that retired, that was tending to, um, to Jin Huan's pregnancy, was probably in the pocket of Huang so, Hoan. I think it's in the, in the pocket of Huang Ho. They never explicitly say, and he was very smart to leave the palace right now because who knows, somebody might have killed him afterwards if he stayed too long. I totally think that he was in the employ of um, Huang Ho, which is why nobody, tells, uh, nobody told Zheng Huan about the musk when 
when Shuchu comes over and immediately can figure this out. Let's wrap up today's episode here. The mystery of Nianfei's infertility is revealed. Jin Kwan has lost her child as well. Now there's a vacuum in the Imperial harem without a favored concubine. Will someone be able to take advantage of this opportunity? We will see in the next episode. Thank you very much for listening today. If you have any questions or feedback, please email us at chasingdramaspodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in the next episode.